Thank you so much for listening in to the phenomena of NDE, near-death experience, hosted by the Kathy Lee Parker. With me today, I have an amazing young man who experienced something extraordinary, and uh, he is here, sitting here with me. His name is Dan, and he fell five stories 65 feet so we're going to hear his story and he's a survivor and he's an amazing young man welcome dan to my show how's it going good evening hello you're welcome and thank you for being on board with me that's all right no problem that's okay i you know your stories of i'm surprised i'm sitting here talking to you because a good friend of mine a celebrity she lost her son and he fell four stories, and he died instantly. Yeah. So you yeah. are extraordinary to be alive. So tell I'm going to let you take the stage here and start tell me your story. First of all, Lesa, you're from United Kingdom. So where at in the United Kingdom are you from? Yeah, in the UK, right? Yeah. Ten past eight in the evening. Yeah. Okay, but, but where, um, where are you from? Oh, um, uh, southeast, about an hour from London. Oh, an hour. Yeah, not home. bad. On, right on the coast. Oh, but that's beautiful. Okay, well, tell us a little bit about your story and how did you fall? Did you just tripped? No, no, no. I was drunk and was being very reckless and was sat on it, uh, having a cigarette. It wasn't one of my best ideas. Granted, very stupid. Um, but I was twenty. When it happened, it was about two, it will be three years in January. Um, but okay. I mean, I've been going through like a lot of intense, you know, sort of uh, therapies to get back walking and stuff before I can, you know, kind of, I was kind of busy mm-hmm. recovering before I started thinking into actual what happened. But I mean, yeah, so I fell five stories into concrete mm. uh, and a bleed to the brain. Broke my jaw, um, lost 13 teeth. There's metal plates in my face now. Uh, ruptured my aorta. Mm-hmm. Um, broke both my femurs, my knee. Crushed my eye, uh, sciatic nerve. And I ruptured my liver and my spleen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this is where people get a bit confused. Because everything I did should have killed me. But luckily, I lived about a minute away from the hospital. Start literally around the corner. So in an ambulance, it, it would have taken about thirty seconds with full sirens, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got me there just within the nick of time. But the problem is, I was in a coma for nineteen days, and this this is where it gets confusing, really. This this is just where the main story starts, I suppose. Yeah. Wow. And you were in a coma for nineteen days. That's understandable. Yeah. And you're very lucky because it could have been longer. And yeah. uh, um, so tell the ex- what happened with your near-death experience. Well, so this this is what happened. And I, ca- I can't tell you when it happened, when it, whether it was the second day into the coma or just before I was pulled out of it. I don't know. This is a weird thing. But I just remember being in total blackness. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this weird sort of, morphing multicolored orb thing in front of me just in complete blackness and I, I think i remember seeing the bed like on the other side of the room 
which I was in. Uh-huh. But it was quite foggy now, so I can't really... I, I don't know, but the, the orb thing, I remember it was like morphing. It was quite pastel-y. It was pink, blue, gold, just sort of moving. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember I was confused. I, like, I, I was still me. Like, I was still... I remember I had my similar attitudes, but I didn't know what had happened. No, there was no before like future past but I couldn't really pinpoint time I wasn't aware of what's happening it wasn't like where am I it was more like okay this is happening it was strange I couldn't really process it but I kept I kept seeing just hearing this phrase it was like you're like you're needed it was like there's purpose here like you're you're needed and I remember feeling really really nice uh, really mellow warm but on a realistic level that could have been the hospital drugs being administrated we don't know that feeling I don't know I'm not I'm not saying it either was or wasn't, but I'm just, I need to point out any explanation, you know, just to talk about this realistically as adults. That could could well be the explanation to how I felt, but who knows. Mm-hmm. But did, it, um, did anybody talk to you, say your name or anything? Uh, what do you mean in this experience or outside yes. in, like one of my family members? Or in, when you're receiving this near-death experience, um, did you, somebody call your name or anything? No, no, no. It was like um, you. It, I've see. I've got a nephew who's now three. Um, uh-huh. He would have been very young when this happened. And I remember it was like you've got like a, a niece and nephew, two young kids. My niece is nine. He's three now. And I remember that um, it was it was just more around like you've got purpose. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, what what is going on? I was like, what 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 and I was so confused and then it was like you have but like I just kept hearing this like you need to go back you need to wake up like you have purpose then I was feeling quite tense and a bit strange and before I knew it the tube was being pulled out of my throat and there was the hospital workers around me telling me to relax it was really really weird and and I remember thinking what on earth what what just happened I was like where was I just then and I was being whisked away and then suddenly it was like you've just been in a coma and it must have been two three days in where it all settled and I was kind of recuperating from my broken legs I had two massive casts around my legs I couldn't move waist downwards Mm -hmm. I had like a catheter inserted my jaw was to one side Mm -hmm. and I told my mum about it I plucked up the courage I said mum I don't know how you're going to take this I said but something weird happened to me when I was in that coma I was like whenever it was real or not I don't know but I'm going to tell you and I did, I proceeded to explain what I just did. And then she said, well, that's a bit strange because your granddad, her, her dad, who's now died, she was like, he had this, he had this, he described the same thing when he was ill with uh-huh. pneumonia. He come back out of a coma-like state and said the same thing when he nearly died. And that was blew me away. She was like, yeah, and I, I'd never heard that story before. Mm-hmm. which it and it, it goes doesn't it like a lot of people like i'm glad i put the post on now because there's so many people who describe similar accounts but yeah it was it was very peculiar my and this was i'm, I'm now on like a stick and you know and i've got a limp but now it's more than ever now that i think about it now it's been two years on and i'm kind of living to a sort of mm-hmm. fairly normal mm-hmm. you know sort of uh what do you want to call it? Quality. It's kind of normal for now. Dan, Apart from a walking stick. Dan, how old are you? 23. 23 years old. I was right. 20 when this happened. You were 21. Oh my word, you're so young. No, I was, I was 20. 
Oh, yeah. you're 20 when it happened. And you're, yeah, still very young, very, very young. And it's amazing that you survived. 65 yeah. feet, that's five stories. When you went back and looked at it, were you just amazed how far you fell? Uh, I, I, I don't know what the word was. I wasn't there for very long. I was with my friend and I was like, do you know what? Should we get out of here? <laughs> I was like, this is creepy. He was like, yeah. It's, it's a bit, yeah, it, it is so unbelievably bizarre then that it's quite hard to absorb. I don't really know how I feel about it sometimes. Like I've got ongoing therapy for the post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh-huh. But, um, but it's, it's coming along now. It's all right. It's, uh, I mean, I'm I'm learning how to do it. It's, you know, I mean, don't be hungover. You can't have alcohol in your system because that makes PTSD worse. Um, Just got to keep busy, haven't you? Yeah. Dan, um, your out-of-body experience, the voices that you heard, did, did you recognize any of them? No. And it... I didn't really hear a voice. It was more just sort of a telepathic sort of thing. Like, it was very intense. It was weird. Like, I knew what was being said. But mm -hmm. I can't. It was coming from this sort of light source thing that was talking to me in sort of patterns, and that was weird. Mm -hmm. But I knew what he was saying. I remember, you have purpose. You have purpose. You have purpose. And it's important to tell this story to people who understand, because one or two people, friend-wise, know. Like, my mum, dad, family, no. I haven't really told many friends. Mm -hmm. The ones I have told always say the same thing. Maybe because I'm a musician, right? They're always like, what if you're supposed to be one of the next biggest musicians in the world? And it always goes to the, the glory hunting side of it, you know? And I don't think that's what the purpose is. I think the purpose is just to be happy and be like a brother, son, you know, cousin. I think my purpose is to just be, if you know what I mean. Be you. Uh, but still, you, yeah. you experience this... You know, maybe the purpose is, you know, go easy on alcohol, go easy oh. on all that stuff because yeah. it can mess you up. And, well, yeah, of course, it can mess you up in many different ways car accident to hurting somebody, hurting yourself. Mm. Most important is hurting yourself. So, you know, you can be an example with that. Yeah. And also, too, yeah. telling your story here. On the phenomena NDE, uh, you know. Yeah, thank you. By the way, this was very. Uh, it's, I'm comfortable talking on here because it's like, who do you, who do you tell this stuff to? You know, it's like, who? What if people just think you're mental? Some people just think you're lying for attention. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't go to like a pub or a bar and tell this story. You know. Right, right. This makes it release the stress or like, wow, what happened to me? When you can yeah. come on to a, a show and just talk about it. And yeah. uh, tell us about the light, the light that you've seen. You said it was um, dark, but then you said there was colors, right? Yeah, it was completely pitch black, right? So there was no sort of matter. Um, there was no matter at all. Like, and it, I couldn't see any ledges. And it was just right in the center of it all. Mm -hmm. Right there, moving around. Mm -hmm. I remember it, you, it, it was within, like, reaching distance. It was strange. Did you see it didn't your really hands? Make... Did you see your hands or anything? Part no. No, no. Hmm. But I know I was me. I think I was. It was my consciousness, if you know what I mean. Whatever that means, it was definitely me. I didn't because I I reacted how I would normally. I was just like, what What is going on? So it doesn't make any sense. I remember thinking like, all right, I've got purpose, lovely, but can someone tell me what is happening here? And then it got very intense, and it was like, I, and then and then with that boom, I was back. And I I think that's what it was. I think 
if it had been any other way, I think I just would have gone with it. I don't think I'd be here. That's what I think happened. Mm-hmm. It was very strange. And what about the colors, the blue, the reddish, <coughs> violet, um, gold? Violet gold sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it would all be the same color at once, but kind of morph and take turns sort of glowing in each one. It was like a pastel sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was peculiar. And it felt warm? You mentioned it felt warm. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure where the warmth was coming from. I'm not sure if it was coming from whatever that was. Or could it have been morphine? Heavy doses of morphine. I'm not trying to ruin the sort of mm-hmm. NDE part of it, but I have to be honest. You know, I have to give some explanations. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Again, there, there is no... I'd, I remember thinking... Not long after I come out, the literally, I was like, "What? Where was I just then, though?" Mm-hmm. Everyone, there was like four surgeons around me, um, nurses. They were like, "Calm down, sit back. You've been quite poorly." Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like, "Relax, you know, sit back." And I just, before I knew it, I was occupied with my health and being aware of what was going on, rather than thinking mm-hmm. about that. You know, it was very strange. It all happened so quick. Um, Dan, I've had people tell me their stories and same thing that everything happened so quick and so fast, but yet it took years to remember like, whoa, what happened to me? Because things, because your mind, your brain can hold so much and then it releases and then you remember like, oh my word, where have I been? No one's going to believe this story, (laughs) you know? Yeah. You know, what has happened? And have you received any dreams or anything like that? Nah, no. I've never had dreams about it. That's the weird thing. That's what my therapist asks every week. She's like, uh, do you have any dreams of the experience, like the balcony? No, I've never had any experience regarding it, like in dreams. That's really weird. It's just it's never... No dreams of the near-death experience? No, no dreams of the whole accident itself either. Interesting. Just to just to clarify, in case anyone listening or yourself doesn't quite, I'm in therapy for post traumatic stress, stress disorder for coming out of the coma. It wasn't for the fall itself or the NDE. It was more how disorientating it was being woken up again. That was strange. But yeah, there's a lot. There's many points to this story, so I don't want to kind of trip over myself, make it confusing. Um, five stories is extraordinary. 65 feet is that i'm sorry but that is very very way up there and uh yeah did you fall on anything you fell on concrete yeah it was the way it was the way i landed so i i landed kind of as i was like like i saw the footage the cctv footage and i kind of i fell and then rolled in the air and then landed on my feet but then sort of fell into myself and then my skull took the brunt of it so i kind of crumpled up like a bit of paper but if it was any other way, I could be dead or in a wheelchair permanently. Wow. It was just, and there was two girls there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was two girls outside the student halls who I landed next to, and they rung an ambulance instantly. So there was all the factors that fit in to make me pull through. Mm-hmm. Which, and I was drunk, obviously, which obviously not good caused the problem, but it also helped because I was kind of floppy. I wasn't tense. Mm-hmm. And- That's what the surgeons say. And oh, that's good. Okay, that's good. And um, um, are they saying you're a miracle to be alive? Um, it, there's a lot of, every, yeah. There's been, there's been plenty. There was a time where, um, I was in the hospital 
so often the doctors and everybody who knew about what had happened would stop like all doctors and they'd come and look at me and be like what um it happened i i'm unfortunately had covid not too long ago and was stuck indoors had a chest pain uh-huh. uh, so the ambulance crew were called to the house just to check and um they saw my medical records and they it baffles a lot of medical professionals like surgeons they'll see the list of injuries and just I've, the way the woman the ambulance lady she described it i i i ruptured or broke every major system so I, there were about four things that should have killed me but for some reason didn't uh-huh. and that was the bleed to the brain the ruptured aorta obviously your aorta it looks like a pink broccoli stalk it's like the big right in your abdomen the main artery that pumps blood uh-huh. uh, through and i ripped that open it just doesn't make sense there's a lot of people well say people it's mainly the doctors who there's no explanation uh-huh. it's just fluke it was a luck it was luck but you were only in a coma for 19 days that that blows me away there and how long were you in the hospital uh four and a half months so this happened in okay. manchester okay. uh that's where i was studying so i was in a hospital in manchester for two months then i got transferred to one back home in my hometown and was there for another two months mm-hmm. long time wow well hold that thought we're going to go into a commercial break and we'll be yeah. right back hold on Hey, this is Brian with Better Accounting. Do you know how much money you will owe in taxes? Do you just blindly save money here and there and hope it is enough to cover your tax bill? There is a better way. Wouldn't it be nice if you could go into the tax season knowing exactly what your tax bill will be? Or better yet, wouldn't it be nice to make smaller payments throughout the year so you are not scrambling to pay your taxes? Better Accounting is the proactive solution to business taxes and accounting. Our team believes in regular communication with our clients. We meet with our clients multiple times throughout the year. Effective tax planning does not just happen during the tax season. If you are looking for a hands-on partner in your business, give Better Accounting a call. Call our office at 385-257-8866 or check out our website at betteraccounting.com. We work in all 50 states. Again, give us a call at 385-257-8866. We look forward to working with you. Hi, my name is Drusilla. I am the founder and owner of Drusilla's Closet. I've created a unique system to organize your pantry and kitchen. The system also works great in various parts of your home and garage. Also in my closet, I have unique furniture, art, and decor. You can find us on Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435-224-9266. Hi there. Hi there. I'm Nana Pete, and I'm, and I'm the author and illustrator of The Greater Understanding. The Greater, the Greater Understanding, Understanding is a book that's great for families, individuals, young and old alike. It's available on my website at www.nanapete.com. Nana is N-A-N-N-A-Pete.com for $19.95. 
We also support Farm Rescue and their foundation, and we donate 25% of the proceeds to their foundation. So, Dan, thank you for hanging in there with me. This That's is, all right. No worries. This is your experience is um, fascinating. So you were in the hospital for four and a half months, for, you know, recuperating. I still get blown away that coma is only 19 days. That that's you're very lucky. You're yeah, very, very the, the lucky. whole Bless the whole situation that. is it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like the recovery I've had doesn't make sense for the scale of injuries. I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, I try not to think too much into it because I start to go a little bit nuts. You know, I mean, it's just uh, trying to get back to normal. I guess it's. Um, I mean, there were positives from it. Obviously, it was horrific, but. I mean, nearly. I'm a drummer myself, and that's what I was studying. And I nearly lost the ability to drum altogether. So, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, nearly, nearly losing the ability to do it made me realise how much I loved it. You know, mm -hmm. so that's good. It sort of tightened up and reinforced the musical spirit, I guess, for me, which is one of the positives. Mm -hmm. And then also um, too, you you're very lucky to even been in the hospital four and a half months. I know people who had bad car accidents and car threw them in the air and all this other stuff, but they were in for about a year and with pins yeah. and needles and you're so lucky. And, I mean, um, one, one way to look at it though is, is like, I mean, what, what I did, like, here's the thing, like it, it's a pretty, it's an amazing recovery, but the story itself, it's not a big deal. I mean, being drunk and falling off a building if you if you actually think about it that's not that's pretty stupid you know so it's like when i was in intensive care i used to get like really upset i remember when i just about a week after i'd been in a coma just been woken up mm -hmm. i'd be freaked out and thinking like why has this happened what am i going to do like how long am i going to be in here but then i realized it was kind of my fault so that's how i made such a speedy recovery i was like well this is you you need to sort of get a grip here and get on with it there's no one else to blame it's not like i got run over or mm -hmm. it could have been avoided you know you're being that's so mature I... about it you're being very mature. sorry you're being very mature very healthy about it and that's i noticed that about you and uh um and taking the responsibility of your actions and also yeah. to um now let's go back to the NDE. Now you were mainly just in the tunnel, and uh, yeah. it sounds like you were just in the tunnel, and you saw beautiful colors, and it felt warm, and and you said like a melody. Did you hear music or anything? No, it was mellow. I think that's what I said. No, it was just mellow, very calming, relaxing. I remember I was like, this is actually quite nice. <laughs> the bit that blew blew me away, I, I couldn't really. I didn't know there was no idea that I like of a human or knew anything else. It was weird. It was just like whatever was happening in that moment was what was mm -hmm. the only thing I knew about. It was strange. And then you saw yourself before that happened outside of the standing near the bed. Is that correct? I I could see I'm I'm sure I could see over to my right faintly was the bed with surgeons walking around it. Mm -hmm. And like I was then that was in my vision on the right, and then it was me in blackness, and then that orb thing. It was almost I was like on the edge, like right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was very strange. I hope I'm explaining this well. It's it's hard. Yeah, they're all hard to explain or 
to identify. Some pe people have been on my show had it just barely had two um, guests that, that was just very fresh, you know, so they had yeah. like a month ago or a couple weeks yeah, yeah. ago. But you're very lucky to tell this after 19 days. And uh, I just, I mean, not 19 days, in 2019, I mean, was it summertime? Was it fall? No. No, no, it was yeah, it was uh, it was January. So that's that's around fall in America, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, January is winter. January is winter for us. And um, did you have snow or anything on the ground? No, it was no, no. It was just a very cold, windy Manchester evening. What happened at one in the morning? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a strange one. Uh huh. And uh, do you remember being picked up in, into the ambulance or anything like that? Nope. No, I don't remember any of that. I was still conscious when I hit the floor, though. Uh, but I don't remember any of it because I must have gone into shock. Apparently, I was, like, screaming. Uh, apparently, because it was a student hall block from my university. Like, all yeah. all different uh, neighbours were coming out and putting blankets around me, trying to flag down the ambulance. But I don't remember any of it. Um, yeah, it was strange. The weirdest one was... Like when I come out of the coma, I was working at um, you know, a restaurant and stuff. And I remember, I remember going out the night it happened in January, and then waking up in February, and that that was so confusing. Like I was like, hang on a minute, it was last thing I remember it was January, not long been Christmas, and now here we are. Mm -hmm. That was, yeah, that was the weirdest thing about it. Mm -hmm. Well, I see you and your video on Facebook and other places you're jamming away with your music and stuff and <laughs> I yeah. bet you you can't even believe you're doing that even to today. Yeah. That is a I mean are you in a band or do you sing alone or No, nah, no, nah, I'm mean, I'm in a band. Honestly I'm no singer. I'm a pretty good guitarist and drummer, but as soon as I try and sing I'll break the windows. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm in a band. Got someone else to do the singing luckily. Okay, and now that you're in the band and everything, um, how, is music okay with you? Can you pick up the beat and all that stuff? Because, you know, the head trauma is major. Yeah, yeah, the head, tra the head trauma is all right. It's more, um, I'm still, I've got, funnily enough, I've got the appointment letter today, um, but I've got to go and have my spine looked at because it's hurting. Like, it's starting to catch up with me now. Um, like, my tailbone hurts. Um, you know, but it is what it is. But but so um, with the band, I had to, you know, like I can't rehearse like mad. Like we've had to half the rehearsal time to two hours rather than four. Um, you know, and it's funny. I'm in a hard rock band. It's not. It's not like metal. It's similar. It's kind of hard rock. Easily, but it's beer music basically. Mm -hmm. And but, with the music, it's not interrupting. Um, not interrupting. It's not because I know music is like pound that pounding noise, the bass and the noise. Um, because it goes through your body and it's kind of cool. But it's okay with yours, right? You're doing okay with that. You're holding. It? Um, I mean, the next day I'll be a little bit slower walking on my walking stick. Um, you know, but it but it is what it is. I can't I can't not do it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's it's okay. I just have to take it easy. Think about what I'm doing. What did your parents think about your recovery? Um, well, my mum works in the hospital. Funnily enough, she's a healthcare assistant. Mm -hmm. 
So she's she and her colleagues are all blown away by it. Yeah, yeah, we all were. I mean, we're all just still. I think my mum and dad are still processing it, really. To tell you the truth. You know, Dan, twenty years old, you're still growing. Your growing spots yeah. are still growing. So maybe that's a blessing of protection there too, with your body. Mm. And uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I still can't believe this happened. I was telling somebody about the other day, and they go, oh, I want to listen to this. I go, yeah, <laughs> found five stories. That's, you know, it's it's amazing. And then I saw you on video, a video clip, and I'm like, there's just no way this kid experienced this. There's no way. Yeah, I know. It, it is mental. Like, some people don't even believe me, and it's hilarious. Like, this is what I mean. This is why I keep it so... And it's it's sensitive information, you know. It's like I don't tell it as a sort of disposable story, like, oh, right, this one time, course. you know. Because it's still ongoing. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's just it, it's just weird. Like, I'm still dealing with it. Like, coming out of that coma pops into my head mm-hmm. the first thing in the morning, last thing on my mind at night. But I'm just getting therapies to help deal with it. It's post-traumatic stress, you know. There's people listening who know what it's like with their own things. So I'm just learning how to deal with it myself, you know. Do you, um, the, the feeling, the trauma, you know, it's, you know, you have a lot to do. Is that what that you heard? You have a lot to do. You have more to your purpose of life. Yeah. It was like, you, you have purpose. It was like, you, it was like, you have people who need you as well. There's people who are going to need you. I remember that. You're neat. Like you're, you're needed. You have purpose. And I remember, and it was, it was getting more intense, this light. And I was just sort of like, it suddenly felt like there was a lot of activity around me. It was like, you have purpose, you have purpose. I was like, what is going on? And then boom, out comes the tube. And I sit up and I take a breath. I'm like, <clears throat> and everyone's like, no, 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 sit down. Like, you've just woke up, you've been poorly, sit down. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I was like, what? Where was I just then? And I just didn't get a chance to, I just didn't get a chance because it went from that to mm-hmm. you've been in it. It was, it was so weird. Like, my family were there. Bearing in mind, I'm, I live a six hour drive from Manchester. Um, and all my family were there you know it was it was messed up uh-huh. it was it was just so yeah yeah it was a stressful one stressful situation uh-huh. now are you are you back in school or are you what are you doing right now besides the band uh, at the moment I'm, I'm still in recovery um, and okay. the post-traumatic stress is the four, like the forefront of it, I'm dealing with that. But it's medically, it's forever changing. So it went through a period where they told me that I probably wouldn't walk again, and then I just thought, no, you know, I was a bit. And then time goes on, a lot of physiotherapy. I had therapists come into the house mm-hmm. three times a week, helping me walk in my lounge. Um, and then, then I was on a stick, got rid of the wheelchair. Okay. Um, but now it's changing. So it's like now, this is what I didn't even realise what could happen. Two years later, now my tailbone is suffering, where my where my legs aren't balanced, and I've been walking on a stick now for about a year. Uh-huh. That's kind of make that's aggravating my tailbone. So now I need to go and have a look at that. So at the moment, I'm still recovering, trying to figure out how to just work safely. Uh-huh. But I'm putting it. I'm using the time for music. You know, I'm I'm really am like. Because I can practice guitar. Like my guitar and come on leaps and bounds because I've had time to sit and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the band. So just s- just slowly getting back into it. 
Well, uh, Dan, what would you say to somebody who is very young and out partying, doing crazy stuff? What would you say to him or her? I would, there's nothing wrong with partying and there's nothing wrong with experiencing. There's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's part of human life. The trick is to figure out why it's happening. Like, are you doing it to cover something up? Because that's what I was doing. And then you start doing reckless stuff. And it's hard to, you know, it's hard to, I don't know how it works in America, but in the UK, they give you like £3,000 every term just in your bank. And when you're 18 and a bit stupid, like me, you know, it's kind of, it's hard to get rid of. So, because I was quite lonely up there. I didn't enjoy the university experience. Didn't like the lifestyle. Didn't like the halls. Didn't like the, I just didn't like it, you know. I didn't feel very relaxed. And mm-hmm. and, and that's what was going on. I soon found that a few rums or whatever, beers, whatever, would take it away. And then obviously there was other substances too, which mess with your head, you know, can't lie to you. Mm-hmm. So I think keep an eye on yourself and your mates just like what am i really feeling and it's like and yeah what's a hangover is it kind of funny can you put it behind you or does it really grip you and make you feel like you know crap for a few days and if it's if that's the case that's what i'd say just like really learn how to read yourself and how you're feeling mm-hmm. really keep an eye on it mm-hmm. okay that's- and uh you know yeah have you ever thought about writing some of this stuff down that you went through yeah yeah i do keep a little uh, diary on my computer yeah i haven't been near it for a while but occasionally have a read of it yeah because sometimes these near-death experiences you know things may come up you know six months from now and you remember something and it's like wow i I went through that i remember this now and i remember you know someone reaching out to me you know, but yet I, I don't remember it because I was enjoying the warmth and the, the melody of everything around me. Yeah, it was weird. It was such a weird scenario. Mm-hmm. That's what I tried to explain. It was almost kind of psychedelic in a way. It, just you, that moment was all that was happening. You, there was no past, present, future, what's going on. There was no Dan, you know what I mean? It was just that. It was just that that color that thing whatever whatever that was it's just strange and it's you know yeah it's peculiar and it's i don't get it i don't know but it's just i thought it was time to share it with people who kind of can relate to it because mm-hmm. that's what i get scared of it's just like what if i mean if if a local <laughs> or if a uk tv show said do you want to come on and talk about it i'd say no no thank you because you might get called at called out for lying or whatever and that's the thing like i i asked doctors surgeons i was like what is that and no one could tell me what it was mm-hmm. and that's the strangest thing in hospitals around death all the time and no one can really tell you what it is or what happens pretty crazy mm-hmm. you know alcohol can um cause i don't know um issues with the mind and you know, your brain and stuff now you oh, yeah. you mentioned something about the doctor said it was something that that protected you or yeah that. oh yeah yeah so because because i was so heavily intoxicated um i was i wasn't aware of what was going on so like i didn't tense my body up so when i hit the floor i was kind of like jelly anyway i was just relaxed so that helped that helped 
Whereas if I'd tent stabbing at the floor, it would have made more of an impact. I would have been a little more brittle. Um, and that's quite a common case. It happens a lot in different countries, in Spain and stuff, but the low balconies happens all the time, to be fair. It's quite common. But uh, that's a common save. Uh, it's a common way for people to get saved from it, for being drunk. Uh-huh. So it protected you there. And, yeah. Um, um, I want to go back to when you were out of your body and you, and you saw the people around you. Did you get yeah. a chance to see your body? Or you just um, saw every, it, tons of people around? The bed... The bed was quite far away, and I could see like a human shape under the blanket, if you know what I mean. It wasn't clear, okay. and it was like I was above the shoulders of the surgeons around with like the surgical masks. It was quite far away. Oh. This is what I mean. There was like a bed over there with people around it, you must, and I was far away from it. You must have moved quickly away from your body when you died. You know, you died. Because the pain, from what I've been told from people who died, the pain is so, you know, moving that they move away from it. You know, they move away from yeah. their body quickly because of the pain. And yeah. um, and then you were in a very comfortable state. Um, yeah. After I'm that. not sure what. So. Sorry. But the, but the tunnel is pretty cool. And, you, and it was black. And then you saw colors. It it was it wasn't even like a tunnel. It it was like a point in this space that was active. Oh. It was like complete black. Okay. Um, but on the right hand side was the bed and the the surgeon people. It was all and uh, that, imagine it was like eight meters away. The bed and the people like it was distant. It was distant. Mm -hmm. And then on my right, I see this just giant light thingy right in front of me. Mm -hmm. It was like. Yeah, like I said, morphing. Yeah, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but that's that's what happened. It's such a, it's a, it's yeah, it's a strange situation. But I'll I'll never forget it. It pops into my head every day. I just think I've told one friend about it, and I was like, what What was that? He was like, I don't know. Sounds to me like you've just. This is a friend I trust, you know, like a brother. So it's it's peculiar too. It's just it doesn't. Yeah, that's that's all I can really do is explain this. <laughs> what happened and. But I am glad I made this post because I was getting a little bit sort of mm -hmm. insecure about it. It's like, who do I tell? What do I do with this information? Like, where or do I just keep it in? Mm -hmm. You know, what do I do? Well, you have a purpose, you know, and maybe yeah. to write this down, even if it is it's just a small book someday, you know, that you do 10 years from now or five to 10 years, just write those experiences down. And your recovery... You're doing extraordinary. I mean, I don't know how to say this to you, Dan, but oh my gosh, you're doing extraordinary to be alive and to be recovering, to be in a coma for 19 days. You're just doing an extraordinary, and um, and be able to walk, got rid of the wheelchair, and um, um, but take it one step at a time. Um, Enjoy the takes a lot of vitamins. <laughs> Our vitamins yeah. are great for you, but you know, and relax, meditate, and um, do you believe in a higher power? Yes, okay. I do. Not, I don't believe in the sort of human Christian one. No, I think to tell you the truth, I think we got it wrong. Like I wouldn't try and get someone to stop believing or whatever, or you know, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. I wouldn't try and alter someone else's views. But mm -hmm. nah, I think 
I, I think it's more. Well, I, just, I mean, I believe in something, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can't describe it to you. Okay. Okay. And, uh, well, you know, I find your experience extraordinary. I'm very thankful that you had the opportunity to share on the phenomena NDE. And uh, it will be out there. And is there anything you want to tell my listeners? Uh, don't know. I hope that all made sense. You know, it, it still, it still doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I feel a lot better because I found you on that Facebook page, didn't I? That's oh, how I found yes, you. Just, I just you thought, did. you know what? I'm going to put it on there and leave it. And then in about, I woke up the next morning. There was like 300 comments, all sorts. I was like, whoa, hang on a minute, and it's just there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think if there's anyone out there. I think, Dan, I think everybody's in awe that you lived. You know, you're still yeah. alive. And we hope you still keep getting better and recovering, yeah. you know, and get everything back. It may not be back perfectly, perfectly. But, hey, you're nah. learning something from something. There's something there for you to learn. And you're going to yeah. share it, you know. And, heck, maybe a year from now I'll call you and say, hey, how you doing? And you say, I want to come yeah, back of on. I, wanna, I remember some things. And. I, you know, yeah. want to tell you about my recovery and, you know, how to yeah. And I'm glad that you're still playing music, you know. Oh, you're yeah. Still with a band. It's wicked. Yes. And uh, that's, that's great. That's great. And I would really like to thank you so much for coming on the show and give us a, just a brief of your NDE experience. And yeah, just no to, problem. Just re- I will let you know from those who have been on my show, you will remember a few things later. They'll come to you yeah. later. It may be too much right now, but you'll remember a few things. It may be you might have stood in front of somebody, you know, a relative yeah. or something, but um, or things will come to you a little bit later, you know. Um, but if not, it's still okay. You know, you had your experience and be grateful because somebody on the other side of the veil or the universe is really looking out for you. And you're only 20 years old when this happened. 20 years old. And you're still growing as a young man. Yeah, you're still growing too. So that's what helped as well, by the way, in the recovery too, because I was so young, you know, young. Uh Bounced back pretty quick. You know, it all helped. Yes, because you're still growing, and it might have put a little stump on it, but not not that bad. You know, it comes back. Nah, I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a little embarrassing sometimes being on a stick, and there's like a scar on the back of my head permanently, and on my chin, Aww. missing some teeth. But I mean, it's all right. You know, it's all right. You can get those teeth repaired. They can get yeah. repaired, and uh, um, it's it's okay. There's people out there who've been a lot worse. So yeah. and they're still walking around and and I have I have had guests on my show on the phenomena NDE that have had years experience. One was in nineteen seventy one and another one he told his story and, and same thing like you, it leaves a, a blueprint. It's almost like a mark that you never forget. You just yeah. never forget even if it's the slightest little thing, you know, uh you still will never forget. So yeah, you will never forget it. So and um, 
thank you, Dan, so much for sharing your story. My worries. You're welcome. Cheers for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. And for all those who have been listening, thank you so much for listening in. And we will be get with you later. I have another one this week. And uh, thank you so much, Dan. And enjoy your night rest in UK. And uh, I'll do. catch up with you soon. See you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in to the Phenomena NDE, hosted by and for 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 those who are coming on for the first time you can go to my website phenomena thank you so much for listening in 